All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check when the puck comes right to Pedersen who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! Moments no. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in at Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hey. 
Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. You can use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D, all dong. one word, CONVODD. That will get you 25% off and free delivery with your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is Dave Guadrelli, joined as always by the man who built the place, our technical producer, is Alex Lard? I didn't even say your name. I just said the man who built the place because people know who you are already. Chris Faber, David Quadrelli, as I said, our technical producer is Alex Allard. Chris, where are we starting today? Well, we are going to start with your new chair. I got so a the, new chair. Uh, the new chair. Yeah. Alex, throw it back, back to the start, Alex. There it is. New yeah. chair over there, quads. You can see my red chair if you're on the YouTube live stream. And if you're on the podcast, it is red. It's got great support. I can lean back in it. It's fantastic. And we should also mention that we will be joined today by daily face-off hockey insider, Frank Saravalli. Yeah, I'm going to chat about Horvat uh, and his next contract uh, and a bunch of stuff like that. Uh, aside from that, let's dive right into, uh, into the hockey talk. Last, I, you know, nobody was whining about it. They didn't mind the baseball talk. Well, but... hold on a sec. Okay, here we go. Well, because I just wanted to mention, shout out our listener Moody on Twitter, uh, shot me a message and mentioned that there were some weird spikes in the podcast mm-hmm. audio. Uh we found the fix right away. So we're really happy about that. Uh, the fix is coming and it's probably going to be in these two episodes, but it, we might have trouble till the end of this week, but it shouldn't. So we'll see exactly what happens. We're going to try and get all of them. We basically have to catch them manually right now. Uh, yeah. But then starting Monday, they're, it's going to sound better. Yeah, exactly. The whole feed might even sound better. Well, the, it should. I'm just going to see if I can record audio only for the podcast and then we don't have to pull it off of here. And the video and all that stuff. So yeah, people that, don't really care, able, but it's just no, no it, more spikes. Hopefully not. I'll try and manually take them out if you're listening to this in a podcast here. Uh, but I want to start with the Abbotsford Center. Let's do it. Blast out there at the Abbotsford Center. You know I love it out there. I'm rolling up. I'm hugging the security people I haven't seen in forever. <laughs> it's nice to see everybody, the same staff out there that was working a lot of the AHL games last year. Shout, uh, shout out to Marcel. He's my guy. He's a security head over there in, uh, in the press area. So shout out to Marcel. Good to see him. He's going to Japan soon, he said. Oh, trip to Japan. One of the spots I've always wanted to uh, to go on vacation. Who's first in the chat, by the way, today? Sam Wilson. Sam, Sam Wilson, Wilson said, fire it up. And then Joshua Griffith jumped in. Said, afternoon, lads. Excited for the show today. Asked if I had an ergonomic chair. And yes, I do. Joshua, interact with us, folks. Hop in the YouTube live chat. If you're watching on Twitter, we can't see the Twitter chat right now. So check out the YouTube live chat over at the Nation Network YouTube channel. If you're watching the replay, be sure to join us every day, 1 o'clock. Uh, no show on Thanksgiving. But we'll be back at it on Tuesday. And, of course, we still have a show tomorrow, Friday. I got dinner on Monday. Are you doing a Sunday or a Monday? Sunday. We're a Sunday dinner. Sunday. Yeah. I'm going uh, I'm going mini golfing on uh, Sunday. With the family? Nope. The fiance and I, date night. Going out date night. Don't Very get nice. a lot of date night, especially when the season gets going. So we're going to that. Uh, it's a new mini golf place. It's, it's made. All the holes are made like uh, landmarks throughout Vancouver. Where is it? I don't know. Uh, somewhere in Vancouver here. They got uh, Science World Hole. Maybe a PNE hole. Maybe. I know they have a Science World hole. I know okay. that for sure. So we'll see about that. Uh, I don't know. Post some pictures. How many Vancouver there. landmarks can you name? Um, I just going off of what I can see out here. There's a what's that? Olympic Village? No, that's Olympic not. Village is behind you. Uh, south, wherever the the cruise ships come in. Something that's something, right? Canada Place, right? That's right. Yeah, Canada Place. Atta boy. That's okay. A big one. Stanley Park. Let's go back out to Abbotsford, but not about you okay. hugging security guards. Abbotsford Center. Small little crowd. It was loud. Even there's one point. I think it might have been off like the opening face-off with uh, or no, it was, uh, the ceremonial uh, face-off there between Horvat and McDavid and the crowd. It's low. It's in there. There's not a lot of people. And the loudest like 
McDavid, you suck. Like when it's like dead quiet, uh, they were getting into it. Look at this. Alex unprompted pulls up the picture. Look at the play. It looked beautiful out there in Abbotsford last night. Yeah, you should have seen, seen the like live that. stream. Well, I did, yeah, I'm lucky I didn't. Look at that photo bad. there. Look at the colors out there in Abbotsford. It looks beautiful. That That's a nice little rink, and it gets loud in there. They had the wave going at one point. I should clarify when I say the live stream is bad. I don't mean that it was like Batch or Randeep who were on color. Uh, Randeep was on color, and Batch was on play-by-play. It wasn't their fault. They were just dealing with a very spotty stream and there was no audio at the start. Oh. And so everybody probably had their, t- I know I did, had their TVs cranked to like a hundred because there was a little bit of audio, like you could faintly hear something. And then it just jumped to an interview with Curtis Lazar. So Curtis Lazar was yelling at everybody in their living room at one point last night. Okay, let's dive into that game because the Vancouver Canucks finally pull off a win here in the preseason. Excellent uh, little 5-4 win. A very exciting, specifically the third period. Lots of fun in that third period. Uh, so let's just start off with the scoring. Niels Hoglander leads it off, banging in a rebound off the left side of the net. Um, Quinn Hughes fires a shot from the point. That one gets tipped down by Pearson, who I want to talk about a little bit. Really liked his game. Uh, and then Connor Garland, you've been ripping on him all week ever since the show started. He goes and scores another goal. He's been productive throughout the whole preseason. I don't know what you've been talking about here, saying that he's not doing anything. He's you know, still contributing, puts up the goal, follows up his own little one. And then you see he scores a goal, gets, smells his hand. Just went for a sniff of the hand after that. And that was a little weird, a wasn't stinky it? little goal he scored there. And then Pedersen, the two power play goals in the third period. Let's start there, okay? How beautiful is it seeing the Pedersen back in action? Obviously, yeah. the one-timer is the thing you're going to see so much of, right? You're going to see him obviously take that one-timer so often. But you know what I want to see more is just that, Get the puck on your stick, couple little stick handles, get close to the goaltender as you can while still being able to get a shot off, and just leaning into those wrist shots. Like, I think that's the part of Pedersen's game, specifically in the, like in his rookie season. That's something that we saw so much of was that wrist shot. It has so much power. He does such a good job of leaning into it and just generating so much velocity. Man, it's so nice to see that on the power play. I kind of wish that we saw the wrist shot from Pedersen a little bit more. Like, I, I would love to see it when he gets enough space – it just feels like it might be a little tougher now that teams kind of key in on that. Is that the most dangerous thing? I think when other teams look at the Canucks power play, they they see Pedersen shot and that's the thing they want to stop. So if he's able to get space like he got last night and get that wrist shot off, I hope we see a lot more of that this coming season because that is lethal. A lot was made about Elias Pedersen's confidence last year. And I wrote this story and I know it's not really news to anybody, but toward the end of last year, I just started asking his teammates about hey, when he's on, what is it that you're noticing other than putting up points? And the answer was really common. There was, you know, drawing penalties was something one player said. Uh, Tanner Pearson even mentioned, like, when he's got that reverse hit going and he's engaged physically, it means that everything else is going to work out for him. And look, on that first shift last night where Pedersen, I I know, where Pedersen came out, and just immediately laid a hit on. Uh, I believe it was Connor McDavid. He coaxed into taking a penalty right off the hop. Well, you he, just knew. He stopped the hype train on Holloway with a big well, hit to start yeah, the game. He, yeah, he laid out Dylan guy. Holloway. We were talking about a lot yesterday. Yeah, begged Milk had to get the tattoo removed <laughs> yesterday after that one. Well, my main point just is when you see Elias Pedersen engaged physically like that, when you see him drawing penalties, those are all signs that this is a guy who's going to have a really strong game. And if he can do that on a consistent basis this year, look, like I saw all the tweets last night, people saying 200-point season incoming or 100-point season incoming. Those ones obviously a little more serious than the 200-point season incoming. But we've said it for a while. We think Elias Pedersen's going to have a good season. And he hasn't done anything in this preseason to dispel that. He's been engaged defensively. Uh, obviously, there's the offense. He's just been good all over the ice. And, and it goes back to the whole who's better, Miller or Pedersen thing that keeps getting brought up. 
I've said it before and I will always say it. I won't back down from this. When both players are at their absolute best, Pedersen is twice the player Miller is at their absolute best. When Pedersen's playing at his best, he's a much better player than JT Miller at his best. Yeah, I agree with him. I think that's what you look at the potential, right? And when you see games where Pedersen's at his best and, you know, Last night, I think he was great. I still think I've seen better games than Pedersen at this point. I mean, in his career, when he starts to kind of get to that next level, that's what's going to be really exciting to see that on a consistent basis. Let's let's dive into a couple other storylines uh, before we get to Before play. you do that, I got to hop into the chat here. The YouTube live chat is bumping. Here Nexus says, sub favor and quads. Abby Steve commenting on the... Uh, the live stream last night and saying audio was brutal. Uh, and Deep55 said, ask Frank, obviously, like I mentioned, Frank Saravalli joining us later in the show. Ask Frank about whether his Bruce Boudreaux bold prediction is full buy-in or designed to trigger Canucks fans. We are going to ask him that because Frank put out 32 bold predictions. And one of those predictions was that Bruce Boudreaux would be the first coaching casualty of the season. He would be the first NHL coach fired this season. So we'll ask him about that. And much more. Brody Paxton jumped in and said, excited to see today's sick picture edit from Faber. And I'm told that you have one. Got it right here. Let's get to it. Uh, Actually, quickly before we get to it, power play was three for eight last night. Nice to see the power play clicking. And I do want to read the quote from Bruce Boudreaux about Tucker Pullman. Sure. Tucker Pullman was good last night. I was just about to. And here's what, uh, and here's exactly what Bruce Boudreaux said. He said, I thought it was his best game tonight and every game he keeps getting stronger. In the first game, he played okay and then faded near the end. And in the second game, he probably lasted two periods before he started fading. I thought this was way more complete, and that's just because of a lack of playing. The more he plays, the better and stronger he'll get. That's Bruce Boudreaux talking about Tucker Pullman, who I agree. I think he had a really good game yesterday. I think he actually did play well. You know who else I liked? I know you love him, but uh, Tyler Myers. At the end of the game, I thought he played pretty well, like kind of defending. I know it was a little bit of uh, a mad scramble at the end there, kind of just... defending against the six on five against them. But I thought throughout the game, he played pretty well and he gave the stanchion a beautiful gift. Uh, the gift of the gift as he uh, came down the wing at one point and just slipped on ice uh, and slid and fell. Uh, Hughes and Burroughs as well. I thought they looked good killing penalties. Uh, and that third period, I mentioned it exciting four goals in the first six minutes and 16 seconds, but let's get to the guy that I just loved last night. Where's the stock going on Tanner Pearson? Uh, Alex, get it up. <laughs> Pull it up, Alex. There it is. That's where the stock's going. Tanner Pearson, it's going up. I loved what we saw from Tanner Pearson. Where last did night. you get that photo? I just thought it uh, it came together nice there. On uh, where did you find the the headshot of Pearson there? And online. for those that okay online, those on the podcast, I hate that Faber does this just as much as you do. Stonks. <laughs> I uh, also should mention that all of the replays of the live shows, if you want to watch the video version, are all available on YouTube. And those are, you don't even have to go to the Nation Network channel. I'm telling you, you go to the Canucks Army website and there's a shows tab right at the top. You click shows, all of the replays are in there. Uh, so you can go check it out. People I've jump put, in the chat here. Put a lot of effort into these. So I'm glad people like, I hope people like these. I think, yeah, well, people do because Brody Paxton jumped in, uh, gave a nice ha ha ha. Uh, Abby Steve jumped in and said Elias would have gotten a few more points if Bo buried at least one of those breakaways. True. It's, it's, Horvat, he's not three, wrong. Three assists on the night for Horvat, too. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about Tanner Pearson. First man in on the Pedersen hit. The Pedersen Josh had hit. a nice comment, too. I don't okay, want to get to Josh yeah. then. Well, Josh just wanted our overall thoughts on the power play, which I think we'll get into later. Sure. Yeah, well, let's cover that later on. Let's talk about Tanner Pearson. Tanner Pearson. Got to spend it, you know, because Alex, Alex is in our ear here. Producer Alex, he says, get in the bottom. It's on the bottom. He built this nice little tab on the bottom there. Tanner Pearson steps up. Yeah, Tanner Pearson, I tell you, stepping up there for Elias Pettersson when Pettersson takes the push in the back into the corner there. Really nice to see Pearson just immediately 
go in there and back up your star player. You're going to be leading scorer this season. Pearson's in there to back him up. That is massive, uh, in my opinion, just seeing a veteran be able to step into that spot. Not only that, but there was the play later in the third period um, where Oliver Ekman Larson gets uh, kind of just in, like an interference hit, I guess you could call it, um, from Hyman. And that one was just another kind of dirtier play where it just like looked like it, it could have been could have been looked at as not as bad, but I think at the same time it still was a play that you didn't really love to see. And Pearson is the first guy to step in on yeah. that uh, and jump right into that play and, and be there to to cover for his guy. I mean, Pearson playing like a veteran, playing like not a tough guy, but exactly what you want to see from the toughness from the team. Yeah. We lost the video here. Yeah, we, we did lose some video here. I don't know what's going on. We probably lost Alex again. The power went out. Yeah, hopefully not. Either way, we're still doing the podcast. Uh, I loved uh, – so I asked Tanner Pearson about it after the game. There we go. We're back. Alex uh, is back. What Tanner Pearson said was, you know, when I asked him, like, how, you know, as a veteran, as a player, when you see that going, what do you do? Pearson's answer was always, you have to, and if not, you look pretty bad. That's about sticking up for your teammates. Love to see that from Tanner Pearson. And I tell you, like, he – especially on the Patterson hit, he's just flying right in there to go get it and, and cover for his guy. This is the quote from Bruce Boudreaux. You can read this one. I've been reading and talking too long here because I, I got excited. Like, I'm not saying this is the best game I've ever seen from Tanner Pearson, but this might be the best mood that I've ever had about Tanner Pearson after watching a game. I loved what I saw last night. So Bruce sticking up. Bruce Boudreaux and Tanner Pearson being the first man in last night. I would hope it shows everybody else what you have to do to protect your team, and Pearson did it. And you know what? I'll take those penalties all night long. When you're out there and you're playing for your team, no matter what the situation, that's great news. And he did it, and he did it willingly. Now, I saw some people on Twitter, and I know we didn't want to get into this too much because we don't know how warranted it is, but people were pretty upset with Bo Horvat in all, both of those sequences. Like, you got Pearson jumping in. I think you mentioned that on the Hyman one, Horvat went off for a line change. Again, don't know how warranted this criticism is, but I did see it on Twitter last night, so it has to obviously get discussed on the show. Uh, people weren't too happy, and I got to even say, on the Pedersen one, Andre Kuzmenko was jumping right in there, right next to Pearson. He was he was right in there, and obviously Horvat came in a little bit up, later. Alex. But, Bring me up, Alex. Yeah. Full screen me. Here we go. This what is the talking yeah. about? Daniel Wagner here tweeting this out. Oh, this the, is the video. video of it. Just yeah, Pearson immediately, yeah. immediately. When you see your player, when you see Pedersen take a hit in the back like that, look at immediately. Pearson's right in there. And, you know where's where's Horvat? There he is, coming in, touching the guy who's who's moving Pedersen out of the way. I don't know. I loved what I saw from Pearson here, <laughs> stepping right in. Some of the other stuff, I'm just. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's Pearson's got that dog in him. Oh yeah, a little bit of dog in him for sure. Um, but, uh, I tell you what, like the veteran president, Stanley cup winner, like this guy knows what you got to do. I, I liked it from Tanner Pearson last night. I'm not saying it's the best game I've ever seen from him, but I tell you coming away from a game like that, watching him be the first guy in to stick up for your teammates two times, two times quads. Love to see it from Tanner Pearson. All right, let's get to Frank. Well, quickly jumping into the chat here. Uh, I'm starting to think Alex is the real star of this show says Joshua Griffith and Cody Sievertson says, can a Alex conversation more like it? Uh, and then Abby Steve about what you just said about Pearson said between that hit and the nurse dirty hit against Hog, Oilers are really gooding it up this preseason. With that, let's bring in Mr. Frank Saravalli from Daily Faceoff. Frank, how are you? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm good, guys. How are you? This this last five minutes talking about Tanner Pearson jumping in on a preseason game is exactly why everyone else everywhere is like, you know, as the potential, the potential for some Bo Horvat criticism here, this is why people think Vancouver overreacts. Just want to say it. <laughs> Just want to say it. These This last five minutes, you guys are the problem. Well, well I mean, I saw on Reddit last night, they were playing the parade already. There were celebrations on Robson Street. So one preseason game has really changed uh, the fan base a little bit there. But, hey, Frank, I wanted to start with this because we we had a good conversation with Bag Milk yesterday. We ended up getting into a couple Arby's conversations. So I'm curious what your thing on the road is. Like, do you have a food that you always fall back on? I know a lot of people, like, say the Caesar salad, the chicken parm. Like, is there something you fall back on when you're on the road? Let's start here. Well, first off, let's be real. Take a look at me. Does it look like I eat any salad ever? Uh, The answer to that is no. And uh, my go-to, I'm just like a, I'm a big, my my crutch is a big late night pizza guy. Like if I finish uh, at the rink and like you find something open, delivery or, 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 uh, you know, DoorDash right to your hotel, that's, that's me. All right, now that we got that out of the way, because I needed to know. I wanted, like, I was wondering where you, where you were going to go with this. So pizza is the way to go. Plus, maybe you get like a slice the next night. You don't even have to double DoorDash it. No, no, that's that's, that's that is totally. You cannot do that. Once the pizza has congealed, it's it's done. You do not go back okay. to said pizza. Quadrelli, I'm right. I'm fully on board with Frank here. Okay, you're not, getting, you're not getting that out of me. Like, yeah. if and if you have it left over and you have an air fryer, but you don't on the road. It's fine. Leftover it pizza has to be refrigerated. That's, yeah, that's what exactly. I'm talking to two guys with their last names going LLI. So I'll, <laughs> I'll just like kind of concede this conversation about pizza. <laughs> Frank, let's, let's talk about uh, Bo Horvat. Interesting situation for him, especially with the off season that happened with JT Miller getting his contract uh, extension here now with the Vancouver Canucks puts an interesting situation here around Bo Horvat. I guess kind of like, I'm curious to get your thoughts. You obviously gather a lot of information about this. What can you project something like Bo Horvat's next contract looking like? It's really hard to project. I mean, I, I don't have a crystal ball, and I think there's probably some flexibility in terms of how they get there because I think at the end of the day, the real question is what are the total dollars that are going into my pocket? And 
Uh, Quads wrote something earlier this week about a conversation that I had on on Sportsnet Radio about the Horvat extension. And, and I think when you look at maybe the initial volley that went towards the Horvat camp from the Canucks being a comparison to Ryan Nugent Hopkins, uh, eight times 5.125, I think when you first hear that, you scoff at the notion of it, one, because it's an AAV that starts in the fives, and be, and two, because Bo Horvat is, I think, in a lot of people's view, not only a way more complete player, but a way more impactful player um, on, on you know most facets of the game. And that's, again, not to knock RNH or anything like that. But what I will say after some further consideration this week is I could understand at least where the Canucks might be coming from in a total dollars basis, right? Like that gets you to 41 if you're thinking that Bo Horvat really should be closer to seven times seven, and that's at 49, well, how do you find a way to bridge that gap? And what is the acceptable total dollars? Because then the Canucks need all the help that they can get making the format work to, to be beneficial to their cap. So um, that's really where I think things stand. I think there was probably some hurt feelings that had occurred uh, after that because I think Bo Horvat looks at it and it says, I'm head and shoulders above RNH in this league. I should be getting a lot more. On the open market, is Bo Horvat above JT Miller? No. Okay. My next question for you, Frank. <laughs> uh, so with Bo Horvat, we've kind of looked at it and we make a lot of comparisons from the JT Miller situation. And are they comparable? Guess, no, no, no. In the sense of it's an expiring contract. That's the question. No, I meant right? in ter- you. You asked about the AAV. Like, I don't, I don't understand why Bo Horvat. I know they're two different players and they play a different style game. But with Bo's production, why would you think that he should be anywhere near what Miller got? No, I'm, I'm asking you. There's, yeah, that, that's what I'm asking. Like, yeah, there's. I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, that's I think, fair. I think the interesting thing you could say is what would a Bo Horvat contract look like in free agency. Like, yeah. I don't think that gets to $8 million either, but I think if he hits free agency, we're talking seven at least. Like, somebody's giving him $7 million at seven. I think years. it's getting close to eight. Like, I think it's it's near eight. Yeah, it, it's interesting. And Frank, I'd love to get your opinion on this with how contracts are going to go with the recent news of hearing what the salary cap is going to do in the coming years. Do you expect to see, like, a jump in salary cap or kind of just in, in base salary value for AAV moving forward here with what we know – and kind of have heard about what the salary cap is going to do in the next five years here? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be a, a bump and agents are trying to time it like that, that they have their players hitting free agency in those windows. Um, so, you know, undoubtedly, there's going to be a rush to for some of these players to, to get signed in, in that window where you can vastly increase your salary. And, and I think the smart thing that the NHL has done to benefit some of the managers is don't have it all come in one year. Don't go from 83 to 92, smooth it out a little in between so that there's not this rush for teams that almost always spend to the cap anyway, depending on whatever, don't, don't let that be dictated by the crop of free agents that are out there that summer, if that makes any sense. Yeah, Frank, well, you got to get to your bold prediction here uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. I know you sent the market into a frenzy a little bit here <laughs> because uh, everybody loves Bruce Boudreaux. Maybe the media might have been the people most uh, <laughs> most freaked out about this because we love dealing with Bruce Boudreaux. But bold prediction for the Vancouver Canucks. 
Um, yours was that Bruce Boudreaux might be the first coaching casualty. And I mean, it's true. It's, it's a situation for the Canucks where they need to have a good start. They cannot start anything near like they did last year. Interesting couple of names to kind of mention here before you get to your answer. Mike Yo being here as an assistant coach. Also, Jeremy Colton down in the AHL has some NHL coaching experience as well. You brought it up as your bold take when talking about the Vancouver Canucks that he could potentially be the first coaching casualty of the season. It's a bold take. You're throwing that out there in these type of articles. You can kind of see the way that this could play out to get to that spot. But some other interesting things, I think, with the new management group not being the one that kind of was the the decision maker maybe on bringing Bruce Boudreaux in, that's kind of where you're coming from with this, do you think, Frank? That's part of it for sure. I mean, look, I think what you do is you take a few tidbits of info that you have and try and come up with something that might be plausible, but that's probably still a long shot. Like, isn't that the entire point of, of the story is to uh, generate interest, uh, be informative if you can, and also, you know, take some swings because no one wants to hear about predictions that are obvious. Like if I were to say, Hey, the Colorado avalanche are going to win the Stanley cup this year. Like what, what does that do for anyone? That's not interesting and or fun. Uh, in this case, there's always every year we saw that we got the email. I'm sure you guys get it too. the annual. This guy has the best odds this year was Sheldon Keefe has the best odds to be the first head coach fired. It makes it into every one of my predictions this year. It was Bruce Boudreaux for those reasons that you mentioned that he did ask for an extension and didn't get one, that he wasn't this management's group's, group's choice because that decision was largely made by Francesco Aquilini with, you know, a sort of slight nod from Bruce Boudreaux who wasn't hired till, uh, sorry, um, Jim Rutherford who wasn't hired till four days after uh, Bruce Boudreaux. So when you put all those things together, plus what, you know, maybe Abbotsford and the game changes things a little bit. The Maybe the feel today, you guys seem to be pretty positive. I think up to this point has been, for the most part, a rather underwhelming camp. Like, Pedersen has had his moments where he's looked really good. And I think, you know, you look at some of the other young guys that are on this, you know, in this camp that should be trying to knock the door down and burst through and earn a roster spot – they haven't done it. They haven't reached out and grabbed it. And then there's still that kind of mushy middle. And you guys are all excited about Tanner Pearson. But, um, you know, some of those other guys that are on the team, the the Dickinsons, et cetera, that have, you know, need to play better um, and you need to get as much as you can from your stars. Like, it just feels like this camp has sort of been underwhelming. So I think you take all those data points and you mash them together and you say, well, maybe this is a plausible idea. We're going to use that as a bold prediction. So um, it's partially for fun. It's partially to take a kernel of truth and see where it goes. Frank, I swear I'm not just asking you this because we were talking about Bull Horvat not being the first into a scrum ahead of Tanner Pearson. But is there a chance that if the Canucks can't figure out a contract with Horvat that they decide to move him at the deadline? Do you see that as a possibility? Of course, it's a possibility. I think it also depends on where the team is at in the playoff chase. I think ideally what you'd like to avoid is being in a spot where you're making the decision whether to keep or trade Bo Horvat at the deadline based on where you are and that you know ahead of time going into it, you know, whether we're in or we're out, this is the decision we're making because you don't want the drama, the seesaw that goes back and forth. But um, I think it's certainly a possibility. Like, look, there's at the end of the day, there's only so many dollars to go around. And you know, I think there's certainly, I think this is the fair way to explain it. They were, there was a ton of urgency and the Canucks 
uh, hair was on fire trying to make sure that they did not go into this season with JT Miller in that same boat. They got Miller done, and I feel like that took a lot of heat off of whatever happens next. If we can sign Bo Horvat at the number that we have planned and budgeted, great. And if not, let's see what happens this year. Maybe he plays himself into a year that Miller did last year, and you say there's zero chance we can let this guy go. Because that's that's really what happened with Miller, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's good. I'm, I'm guessing this won't be the last time we chat about <laughs> Bo, Hor- Bo Horvat's future with you, Frank. Uh, appreciate you jumping on here. And I'll tell you this, hell of a job defending your bold prediction. I think you backed it up well here, and I think Canucks fans should take that uh, – take that as much as they will reading about the tweets about what you said anyways. So <laughs> it's all in good fun guys. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure I don't like attacking or saying that someone's going to lose their job. I just, you know, there's a prediction like that every year and this one seemed to line up a few dots. And, and like I said, I do think there's a lot of eyes and a lot of pressure on this start for the Canucks team. Cause they, this is not a year that you can let slip away again by November. Absolutely. As someone who's in the scrums, though, just give me a full year of Boudreaux, man. I, I, I mean, I, I, he's, he's just bold hey, in scrums. The media has rooted for Boudreaux, I'd say, in just about every market for that exact reason. He never disappoints. Yeah, absolutely incredible. All right, Frank, appreciate you taking some time out of your day, and uh, we'll chat soon. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. You betcha. There he is, Frank Valley, joining us here on the Canucks Conversation Live. Do we want to get right to prospects? What do we want to do here? I don't. Full question? You want to do – I've seen uh, Alex is putting together – I came in here to this uh, – came in here a little early, do a little prep with Alex. He's got this big uh, Atlas Goods poll question graphic. I don't know if he was just messing around with it. If he has it here, Alex, pull it up, Alex, if he's got it. Only if you got it. Otherwise, otherwise, there we go. So he's got to vote again. we got to watch you live vote. Who do you think? Uh, our poll question brought to you by Atlas Goods. Uh, aside from Elias Pettersson, who has impressed you the most this preseason is Alex Angry. As we watch our producer here live select his choice on the poll question. What's he saying? Is he angry today? No. Oh, yes. No, he's going with Andre Kuzmenko. Quads, give us the, the Atlas read here. Our CC15. Atlas Goods poll question. Go to atlasgds.com. Use promo code CC15. That'll get you 15% off your first order of pop rinds. You've heard us talk about them before, folks. The best fresh pork rinds straight out of your microwave or air fryer. They have the perfect zero-carb snap snack. <laughs> They've got protein. You're having different flavors. What more can you want? You put the You put the popcorn seasoning on there, and boom. You're set. You Look can do whatever Look at you website. want. Website, you flip it right on the back like that. Yeah, the the oh, my. it's really cool. They have a very nice website. Even if you don't buy anything, go to atlasgds.com. Just people check out and the people are scared to have pork rinds. I tell you, it's uh, they're delicious. They're different. They're, they're different than any pork. These rinds come in. They look like little pellets. I don't know. Can you scroll down a little bit, Alex? What do you got here? Some pellets. Some pictures of some pellets. Anywhere on that website? I don't know. The uh, the pellets though, they come in these little there, and then they blow up in the air fryer, microwave, yeah, 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 whatever yeah. you want to do. That's what they look like after. They're Fresh, pretty sweet, hot. Good stuff. Yeah. So good to know that Alex is, uh, producer Alex isn't angry as well. I think that will be a big <laughs> yeah, tell for us every episode. Did we find the pellets? Did you see the pellets yet? I haven't seen the pellets. That's good enough. We're good. Look at that. You put them in a soup, put them in a sandwich. Atlas Goods, well, Atlas too- GDS, promo these? code CC15. Oh, yeah. I've I've had them. Uh, they, they posted an Instagram photo one time of the nachos. So you make the pop rinds and you melt cheese on them. You dip them in sour cream. Uh, salsa, queso, guacamole. What else? Pico de gallo. Anything you want. What else can you put it in? A lot of possibilities. Let's get Crema. to the poll question. Okay. Okay, poll question. Let's get to the poll question here. I remember, promo code CC15. Aside from Elias Pettersson, who has impressed you the most this preseason? 
Niels Hoglander, Andre Kuzmenko, Vasily Podkolzin, and as always, I'm angry. Chris, so far, 51% of the vote, Andre Kuzmenko. 19% say Niels Hoglander, 18% say Vasily Podkolzin, and 12% say they are angry. Now, I'm curious to get your take, and I'll go first. Because... You know how often you do that? Yeah. You're like, hey, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about this. <laughs> and you just go... Well, that's how I roll. That's I fair. want to talk about Vasily Podkolzin okay, because I enough. think Vasily Podkolzin has impressed me the most, and I think the reason I was impressed the most is from that 7-2 to loss to the Edmonton Oilers. I, I've talked about it before, and I keep talking about it. That performance in Edmonton was exceptional from Vasily Podkolzin. He looked... What I was talking about earlier about how Elias Pettersson came out and was just on one to start the game, that's how it felt with Vasily Podkolzin in that game in Edmonton. So I'm going to go with Vasily Podkolzin here. And sorry, someone in the chat here said, those pop rinds have to be terrible laughing emoji. No, we wouldn't well, lie to you. Like, no, I try. they are I legit really good. I'll, go, I'll bring the bag out tomorrow. We'll bring the bag out. We'll eat them. Eat them live on air. Uh, and Abby yeah, Steve cool. got his vote in, said definitely Kuzmenko. Yeah, two interesting situations because it's like with Vasily Podkolzin, a lot of people are expecting – a big year for him. I mean, this is the year where he takes a big jump now that he had his rookie season under his belt. For Kuzmenko, a little bit of a different situation because he's a player who's obviously coming over from the KHL. We haven't seen him in the NHL yet. So I think, yeah, the expectations were different for both players. But to me, I'm in the Kuzmenko camp. I think that he has looked as advertised, if not better. Like, I think he is moving the puck well, handling the puck well to a level that I expected. But now he's kind of exceeding those expectations a little bit, which I'm excited about. Huge. This isn't to take anything away from Niels Huglander that we didn't pick him because he's had a good preseason too. Like he's impressed. I think he's impressed everybody this preseason, especially when you consider where he was when he came into camp. Okay, let's get to your little prospects report here. Let, what do you no, got for us? I got a bit. No, let's quickly. Um, yeah, let's go right to the prospects report. My guy here, John. No, why'd you say no to Well, me, I was going to say we got an injury update. We'll get to that at the end of the show though. We'll, uh, yeah, Tyler Myers day to day. There, I did it. No, we got lots more from that. Bruce was asked a a million questions last night. Mm. Uh, Okay, Jonathan Myrenberg, he played uh, 19 minutes, 11 seconds the other night in the Alspensen. Jump over to it here. Here we go. Uh, 19 minutes, 11 seconds. He put up his first assist uh, in the Alspensen as he set up a play here, banking the puck up the boards, sending it up to the forwards here. Nice little play here from him. Nice little bank pass. Sets it up. First assist for him and Alspenskin. He's loaned to that team, Mora IK, which I got more stuff on the IK stuff later. I'm going to get to that uh, in a little bit here. But that's a good start for our guy, Jonathan Myrenberg. Big fan of what he's able to do because he's a right shot defenseman. Big body. Looked really good at training camp. Like, or at prospects development camp. It was nice to see him in that role. And I just, I tell you, the, you you're looking for a right shot defenseman in the organization. At least you got one to kind of get excited about. Uh, with Jonathan Meyerberg, who's still under 20 years old. The other guy, 22 years old, Philip Johansson. We got more on him as well. Let's uh, let's take a look at uh, Elias Pettersson, though, right here. Boom. Elias Pettersson playing in J20 League. What a rip here from Elias Pettersson. He walks the line, as we know, left shot defenseman, third-round pick in the most recent draft. He got a really nice goal, put it up in assist as well. Top corner, beautiful little shot from Elias Pettersson. Nice little update. He's not playing a lot. When he's over in the SHL, and then you know that's kind of fine. He uh, he was a seventh defenseman in the game today. Actually, they played. Um, so to see him get that minutes in the J twenty league, he played twenty four whopping minutes in this game. So really good for uh, Elias Pettersson to get that chance. Connor Lockhart back in action as well with uh, the Peterborough Peets. Uh, he's leading the OHL here. I come come back now on the camera here. Uh, he's leading the OHL right now in scoring, uh, and he's back in action tonight at four o'clock. 
Oh, any, got... any thoughts? No. Uh, Josh Griffith jumped in the chat and said, talk about Yanni Yermo. Has Yanni Yermo done anything? Nope. Nope. Hasn't played this week. Uh, well, we talked about him. I got another one too. Philip Johansson, who I've talked about a lot. He played again uh, this morning. Three shots on goal. Nice rim. 21 minutes and 38 seconds in SHL today. And uh, Alex, you can pull this up. We had a um, listener of the show, Mitchell 20, who's in Vakwa, Sweden. He was uh, he went to this game. Shout out to uh, to Mitchell. Mitch 20 on Twitter. He went to this game here. We got the image here. It's somewhere in here coming up here in a minute. Look at that. Listener of the show. He's there at the game. So checking out Phil Johansson firsthand over in Vakwa. Looks good. That's the old, uh, that jersey there. That's where Elias Pettersson used to play, right? That's right. Yep. You there, quads? Okay. Hey, yeah. Um, so yeah, shout out to uh, Mitchell there, listener of the show. Sent me a message today. Lucas Forcell, he didn't dress uh, for Fargestad today. Uh, in their SHL game. And then I want to clean up this uh, this IK, BK, you know, HK hockey thing for these European teams. And uh, Alex, we'll get you to pull this one up here uh, pretty soon as we've got the quad sleeper cam coming up right now. <laughs> he doesn't even see it. He missed it. Perfect. <laughs> nice job, Alex. Uh, people in the chat hopefully saw that. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the, the YouTube comment here that we got uh, yesterday clearing up the whole uh, BK, IK, FC thing. This is from James, uh, James Kutney. Kutney. We're going to say fact-checking me here. Uh, so, Faber, Mora IK or Mora Is Hockey Club is similar to that of Toronto FC or Toronto Football Club. So, if you just say Mora and no reference to hockey, it could come across as confusing, which I believe this is what happened on Twitter because I'm talking about people scoring goals for Mora. Then I got all these people commenting. They're probably just searching up Mora. That's what caught people off. Um, so, now we got it. Don't have to do it if you're talking about it. He said, but yeah, but no worries. Your topic is already on hockey, so we know what you're talking about. Thank you to James uh, on the comment of the video yesterday. So that's uh, that's all I got for my prospects report. I hope the chat saw your. I don't the think chat, you, the you chat saw is the enjoying it. I, I looked after because I have a, the feed on delay right next to me with the chat open. I was good. And you put Addison Ray in there, which there is go. very very funny. That's nice a touch. Little, that's our graphic there. Was, uh, yeah. All okay. right. Let's get to our uh, injury report first. Injury report. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. So this is everything that Bruce Boudreau told us uh, yesterday. Let me. I, I wrote this down on a list here. I want to make sure I get all this right. Uh, Brock Besser has been skating. Ily, skating hard. Skating hard, as Quad says. Uh, Ilya Mikheyev, he's had two skates. Is he skating hard? No. No, I don't so know. Ily well, Mikheyev, I don't know. I shouldn't actually say that. I shouldn't joke. I really don't know. <laughs> he's not skating hard. Dermot is not skating at all. No update on uh, Travis Dermot from the coach. Uh, JT Miller and Thatcher Demko's absences. Absences? Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. Pre planned. Yeah, pre planned. They Sorry, weren't supposed keep to. Stealing your thunder. No, it's fine. They weren't supposed to play uh, yesterday, anyways. People were worried. They saw him in the morning skate. They'll see him on the lines. Where's Miller? What's going on? Hip surgery? Nope, nothing. Don't worry about it. Miller's going to play uh, in the Canucks game tomorrow against uh, the Arizona Coyotes. You know, I like giving Spencer Martin that start. I yeah, do. And I know he didn't do great, but I think that's why you needed to give him the start. You need to give spot. him a chance. He's looked good now, it's for I tell you that. Um, and then Justin Dowling, who we I expect to see in the AHL, be a pretty good impact player in the AHL. Sounds like he's going to be out for a while. There wasn't really a clear definition from Boudreaux about Dowling uh, and Phil DiGiuseppe. He wasn't uh, in the lineup last night and on the lines either, but I think uh, they're still evaluating him. Boudreaux said, I don't know if that's to make the team or if there's another situation um, for Phil DiGiuseppe. So that's the, uh, that's the injury report. All right, let's get to our bat- Betway wrap up here. What do you have for us on the old Betway machine? Chris? Bring it our up. Friends at Betway. Go check them out. Got odds. You got everything you need. We talked about baseball. The last two shows. And look, what at do we look at that editing I did on this too. Look at that highlighter I put in there. Uh, yeah, for the podcast listeners, Faber has highlighted the return and highlighted the stake on QB interceptions thrown by Matt Ryan. Over. Oh, wow. Okay. I actually don't hate that bet. 
It's, so you think he's going to – you're putting 10 bucks on Matt Ryan with the Indianapolis uh, – what are they called? The Colts? Yep. I'm starting to watch football, by the way. I, I'll get into that in another yeah, you're episode. Always text, you're always texting football. me saying, who's going to win this game? Yeah, who's well, I've been good game? in my pick em league. That's what's got me into football now. So but, am I. I'm running away with my fancy league, everybody. There you go. Matt Ryan, $10 stake on him throwing a pick. Returns you 18-33. little voice crack there. You got to take that. I mean, Matt Ryan's going to throw an interception. You think so? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll be watching for it now. And what's the deal? You put $50 down on this, you're getting... <laughs> Stop telling people to put $50 on all these bets that you just throw 80, out there. $84-ish, somewhere around there. <laughs> 85 bucks. Yeah. Throw 50 down on that. Yeah. Up there. All right. So we'll be sure to check out our friends at Betway. Do you have anything else before I wrap up so I don't uh, get Greg in my mentions saying that I rushed you? Not really. I had a croissant for uh, for breakfast this morning. I haven't had a croissant in a long time, so that was nice. Okay, that's fantastic. Mitchell Locks. Go to the chat. What is it? Mitchell in the chat? Luke's Locks. You tell me, Mitchell. Tell me how to pronounce your name. In the live chat said, I feel like Dermot could be out long term. Only thing we've heard is he hasn't even skated yet. It's something to think about, Listen. and we don't want to speculate, but no one really saw how Dermot got hurt when the practice was actually happening. Like, I, you you ask any media member that was there, none of well, them saw. I don't know if that's because none there. of them were paying attention. I was paying attention. So what happened? So he just he skated off the ice on his own, and then he no, sat no, no. on the No, no, no. What bench. happened before that? I don't care about Oh, what... nothing, like, actually happened. Like, he just skated off the ice on his own, and he leaned <laughs> over, and he spat out a couple times, and then he got helped off. But I, he was not putting any weight on one of his legs when he walked off, which was weird. That could have been from the wooziness. Well, I don't think it's like that's a what I'm getting injury. at here. It's, it's interesting for sure. But I seen him, uh, you know, limp off the ice there. Well, Bruce, two Boudreau, staff people on either side holding them up. Bruce Boudreau spoke after about it and just said he said he was feeling a little woozy. So we just told him to take the day off and go home. And we haven't heard about him skating since Bruce, Bruce Boudreau has said that he's not skating. So uh, that's really interesting to kind of p- keep an eye on because I, again, as Mitchell pointed out, Dermot could be out long-term. We don't know. We don't want to speculate, but the fact that he was feeling woozy and we don't have any answers, people are going to speculate. How do you like uh, your new chair? We'll wrap up on the, your new chair there. I love the chair. I went to uh, yeah Facebook Marketplace this morning, picked it up. Let's go back view. Alex, we get the back view here. Show him the new chair quality. Back view. Show him the chair a little it bit. Look at that nice. red back. Yeah. Lean into it a little bit. That's yeah, nice. It's got the... It's ergonomically correct. Go. Look at that. Yeah. Looking good. All right. What we'll about, close it out there. I want to see the sleeper thing one more time. Alex, can you pull that up too? Producer Alex here. You're on the wrong Jazz music up. Thing. I want to see the sleeper. I didn't get a chance to see it. I'm too busy looking at my prospects reports here. See the sleeper uh, The sleeper shot here. Oh, boy. You'll see it after. You go watch the replay. We're there he is. Oh, he's in the chair again. Wow. You got me on both of these. He's in the chair again. All right. <laughs> Excellent. This is trippy. <laughs> Producer Alex has, is going to have a highlight reel from this show to, to get a raise coming soon from uh, from Nation Network. Excellent All stuff. Right. We'll close it out there. For my co-host, Chris Faber, and our technical producer, Alex Allard, my name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Canucks Conversation. Go Jays, baby. Go Jays. Woo! Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.